0: Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray here, and I'm here to tell you I'm talking. We're going to do a little uh, scooter potpourri. And so, I don't know, without further ado, I have a bag here. Not in my, someone used to say in my hot little hand. And I don't know who used to say that, but it's in my mind. But I'm going, oh, hello. If you don't know me, I'm scooter's neighbor Ray. Though, if you're listening to this, this should have been some sort of setup, or this is on Patreon. Thank you for supporting the show. And you may be familiar with me, but this is my job as an audio here. Uh, Audio is to, you know, set it up, tell you what I'm going to do, then tell you what I'm going to do again, then do it or something like that. So who am I? I'm Ray, Scooter's neighbor. And I would say friend, Uh, you know, it's not easy being friends with him. Uh, I mean, I I don't say that in a critical way. I say it in a factual way, Uh, but it's worth it. It's like, it's not easy uh, exercising. Like I would compare friendship with scooter like exercise. Uh, It's a lot of work, but you feel good sometimes. And you say, well, it's good for you. And... (laughs) He, he, I think he's listening, so I can hear his teeth grinding. He doesn't even grind his teeth, but who am I really? So I'm friends with Scooter. Once upon a time, in the in the sweet sweet year 2014, I believe uh, he said to me, "Ray, would you like to come on my podcast? I'm a pod boy." And this was after we had only barely gotten to know one another. So I lived next door to him. And he was a bit of a lost boy. I mean, still is, but he would, you know, he didn't want to talk to me. He didn't want to make it. He would pretend he was busy occupied. It was like, uh, you know, when, you know, a bit like those characters in movies that come around Halloween. Like if the sun is shining, he was trying to stay out of the sunlight. I'm not comparing myself to sunlight other than to say, I mean, that is my intention, though. It is part of my mindset is to, uh, Add a little sunshine to a cloudy day. I mean, uh, that's one of Ray's jobs. I really, truly believe that. Uh, And even, you know, if the cloudy day's on my inside, I got to bring it to my end. I say, Ray, add a little sunshine. If this is a sunny day, maybe it needs a little more sunshine. Maybe I could add the sunshine by saying, Scooter, put on some extra sunscreen. So you could also say, Ray's adding sunscreen to a sunshiny day. Or a hat or I say, or oh, bring a jacket, or get there before the park opens. So what is my role here on Sleep With Me Podcast? It is a, as I'm a friend of Scooter, he calls me the most well adjusted friend of his because I think comparatively, if you went if you found if you went into a, a tool shed and there was uh, some rope coiled or, or neatly placed and then there was also bundles of cord or wire uh, all twisted up you'd say wow that that ropes better because it's better organized and that's just a way of viewing it i tell him you know this guy you know the uh, scooter you're doing you you're doing great job as you right so anyway where was i here Okay, so I'm Ray. I'm Scooter's friend. My role on the podcast is that Scooter and I vacation together. We're friends, right? We go on vacation. You know, he's not friendly. He is friendly to me when we're, fr- but, uh, so you, once, I think he's in one of those people. Once he found someone, we share interests. We share a common enjoyment for different reasons also, which is nice, but we, so we share, uh, we share, uh, we share common interests, but not the uh, like we, we enjoy going to theme parks. Uh, I think if you heard these episodes before, you know that. And like uh, we like riding the rides, we like being immersed, uh, we like uh, suspending a disbelief. We like the details. We like recounting our trips. So that's how I got on Sleep With Me podcast in 2014. He said, Ray, why don't you tell me? He, I, was, I said, Scooter, you got a minute? To, I call him Little Andy. But I said, you got a minute to tell me about your day uh, or for me to tell him? And then I started talk talking about this trip I made to Disney. And he said, oh, you went to Disney, huh? And I said, oh, boy, did I? And then I would tell him about stuff. And some of the stuff he said, Ray, I don't need to know anymore because I'm jealous. I said, oh, my trip? He said, no, if your ability to uh, to be a human among other humans, he goes, but uh, also if your trip, it sounded pretty nice. And eventually I would come on the show and I would give trip reports uh, from my trip. And it was, you know, something we could all enjoy together. So that is how I got started coming on Sleep With Me podcast. And it's been an honor ever since then. And it's really an honor to get to know all the listeners. Uh, you know, I have to do it through Scooter because of our unique relationship and because of boundaries. He says, Ray, we got to have some boundaries around. And I say, Scooter, there's one thing I'm comfortable with, it's boundaries, but you have brick walls. Uh, so, but I said, I'm fine with that, Scooter. It's fine. So, okay, so I come on the show, I give trip reports, I recount stuff, I talk about theme parks, particularly theme parks and amusement parks. We do talk about amusement parks or fairs, but a lot of times we talk just about theme parks. And the question comes up uh, of different ways we can keep doing stuff to keep some variety. So we're going to go into a bag of stuff Scooter has So when Scooter doesn't have piles of things, he has bags or baskets full of things. And then he tries to organize them and reorganize them. So we're going to dig into this bag here. We're going to see what's in there. And we're going to talk about it. And this could become repetitive over the years because we don't have a direct archived system. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, How does that sound, everybody? Sounds good, huh? Okay, here. so. Oh boy, so I've got something here, and uh, this is going to be fun. So this one here, this is from a few years ago. It's a receipt, uh, and we'll go through the whole thing. Uh, I mean, not every every single thing, but uh, oh boy, even has the person who ran the thing for us. So this is very exciting. So this is a receipt from, it says Disney Parks at the top. It's from the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. Our cast member, according to the receipt, which I'll have to take the receipt at its word because I don't have any notes in front of us, the the cast member's name was Tony. And this was from quite a few years ago, back, uh, like, one of Scooter's trips uh, that we took with his daughter for her... uh, what is that called, Uh, spring break, uh, many years ago now, and his parents were there as well. So this is exciting, I believe. Uh, It looks like, uh, okay, holy moly, Scooter, what do we got here? And we'll run through everything. And and, uh, let's see here. I'm just trying to see what information we have that I could use to. Oh, it's good. So, okay. it was looks like we, we it was an early lunch. So let's talk about the time of day and the restaurant and those things. Okay. so in this. okay. so when I'm recording this, it's 2022. I don't know when you're listening to this. Probably, I think, according to the schedule, Scooter and I and Rusty Biscuit discussed it is that uh, you should be listening to this in 2022, so not that long after I recorded this. But this did not occur, and in, 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 this occurred b- before 2020, uh, I'll say, uh, 2019, 2018. Okay, so in 2019 and 2018, and this can make it like a, it's very confusing to Ray, Uh, And these are areas that I have uh, strong feelings about that are not positive. But also I say, well, I I don't know when I talk about boundaries. uh, So Disney, Walt Disney World, this is where where this restaurant was. uh, They have like uh, fast food restaurants that they call counter service. Then they have sit down restaurants they call sit down restaurants, I believe. And then they have buffet or character meals. And then they have extremely what they would call signature dining, which is like means just expensive restaurant that costs more money and should be a signature experience. I don't know. I don't think I've ever eaten at a signature restaurant when it was a signature. I've eaten at it and then it's become one. So uh, that's one thing to know. So Disney has the theme parks there. And then they have within the theme parks, the theme parks, will have sit down restaurants, they'll have counter service, they'll have, uh, character meals and the different parks will have that in the different hotels and all that. So I think we, we, we could all agree that's like a shared language, like I'm trying to establish a shared language so that I can get into my frustration. So if you, so wherever you live in the world, right, uh. Your experience uh, normally, whether it was 2018 or 2022, if you go into a fast food restaurant, which is a counter service, uh, you have a couple options nowadays. You could order, you could bring up the, if it's a corporation, you could bring up the app or you could go on one of the dining apps and you could order ahead of time for pickup. You could also, depending on what's going on, go in and order. But that kind of depends on the staffing and whatever's going on in the world. You know, it's just the way things are. And uh, and you say, okay, so I'm in Disney World here. It should pretty much go the same. But Disney World, and I don't, and, and I've seen this at Universal too, uh, and I don't understand it. So, you know, I'm no expert, but I will say... That it's a little different in the fact that it used to be you'd like go and you'd it's just not as efficient I would say as at like a corporate fast food restaurant. And then they've tried to get better about letting you order by your phone, and actually at some point I think they said you gotta order by your phone or wait in a longer line. So I don't know what my point was, Ed, but that just it's not a one to one comparison. If you're used to eating at like a fast food restaurant. And you go to Disney and each one of the restaurants is going to be a little bit different you may be your expectations may not be the same expect bring your patience like I always say and that's fine you know nobody's perfect no place is perfect but then when you go to the sit down restaurants right now wherever you live uh, you may have some really fancy restaurants right and then you may have some really popular restaurants whether they're fancy or not and those popular ones whether the fancy or not, you may have a couple options. Have a reservation for dinner, or sit around and wait, or we have this many reservations, but if, you know, you could sit and wait, or if you don't have a reservation, that's just how we do it here. Or they say, yeah, oh no, we have, if you have a reservation, we could sit you right now. If not, we'll text you, probably like about 45 minutes to an hour. And then you have a lot of restaurants where you could just walk in and they say, oh, great to see you. Come on in. We got a table, you know, that they're, they're not as busy. They're a little bit less popular or they're larger. And once upon a time, I would say it used to feel like that at Disney World when Ray was going, like you could you could make a reservation for a restaurant or you could go there and you could say, hey, I'd like to eat lunch here. And they say, okay, well... uh, now they wouldn't text you anything, but they'd say you could sit around. We we'll probably could fit you in about forty minutes. And at some point, and I don't understand how any of this happened. Like, is the demand like I don't understand where it went all uh, a little bit haywire. I think it was the dining plan at first, but it became like this resource, like eating at a sit-down D- Disney restaurant for the most part, no matter where or what restaurant. Uh, it became, you had to have, now they don't even have reservations, they have some sort of other word for it. And what that means is like, even if you have a reservation for one o'clock, you may not eat at one o'clock. Uh, oh boy, this is turning into quite the Ray tangent, but I guess this is good to sleep to it. So we might as well lean in, right, Scooter? So yeah, might as well give you all this information because this is good to know if you're planning a trip. Uh so even before everything happened so even if you were going in 2018 2019 but especially if you're going in 2022 and beyond and you say oh ray that's i can't wait to hear you listen to you talk about this sci-fi dining i want to eat there now i don't know when you have to make a reservation it's like 60 and 90 days ahead of time and almost at the like whatever hour they open the reservations uh you know what? I think I know what it is, but I'll, I'll get into it in a second. But, like, you have to be online to make the reservations, and there still might not be any reservations. And it is a little bit—it's um, not like—so some of these restaurants, and in this one in particular, is a themed restaurant. So they're all positives, but it's not like that fancy restaurant in your town that's popular that all the foodies want to eat. They say, oh, boy, they've put a foam— with oysters, and then, you know, they got this and then that. Uh, it's a real treat to eating there. Like, while the, some of the food at Disney is good, it's not like where you're like, you got to eat there, it'll change your life. Like you say, well, it's a cool theme, and the food's pretty good. That's like a Disney restaurant. You say, well, that's uh, food's pretty good there. And I know there's people that have a different feeling, but this is just my opinion, by the way, and we're allowed to have different opinions but I guess I'm allowed to express mine on the show because I put in so many hours trying to be friends with Scooter that, uh, so I just want to say that I respect your opinion, but that this is my opinion. It's like, uh, there's restaurants in Oakland and Alameda where I said, "Oh, if I have to get up six months from now and make an appointment to eat there for a special occasion, I'll do it because I know the food is that good. Or the experience of the staff, uh, and I don't necessarily, I can't say that about Disney. Now, I haven't eaten at every Disney restaurant, so I'm no expert. But I'm saying it's confusing to me because, well, it used to be till just this moment, my clarity light went on. That even in 2018, but even 2022, you say, if you don't have a reservation, it's going to be really hard to eat at the restaurant, uh and that includes all of them, almost, except for ones that people don't want to eat at. Even those, they say, "Oh, you could eat here at three o'clock," and I'd say, "Excuse me, like I want to eat lunch at dinner at a din- lunchtime at." Oh no, no, we, we don't have any openings. Uh, and they say it could get you on the wait list, maybe. And they always, it is very science fictiony. They have terms that aren't norm. They don't have a wait list. They have, some- I think, they just started using these words, reservation and wait list. Because they said, like, advanced bookings or something. I don't know. I said, what? ADR, they called it. Advanced Dining Reservation. But you don't have a reservation at one. Like, it's not like at a restaurant that's, like, run on, like, kind of like where they're like, no, no, we need to have a table open between 1 and 110 for, for, for Ray and his friends. So it's a different, I guess it's also a different style of inventory management. And I'm sure working there, it's not easy or managing it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying overall, it confuses me that you have, that it hasn't been figured out. Uh, And I think maybe it will be, or maybe it won't. But it's also like are that many people excited. That's what I guess I don't understand. Rare, like I, I say, are that many people excited about eating at the restaurant? Or is it the fact that, like, is it like you have to put a credit card down? So I think you lose 10 bucks if you don't show up to your meal. So it's hard to get a reservation at almost any restaurant at Disney, like, unless you're doing it way ahead of time. And then there's even ones way ahead of time that it's almost hard. It's hard or impossible. And I guess the moment of clarity clicked in is that, but a lot of people use, um, what are those called travel agents and travel agents job is to keep the customers happy. And they're usually working with the customers ahead of time in the working with other, the network of other travel agents. So I'm sure that's a part of it is that, uh, like they're saying, okay, I got to make sure I have a reservation here, but maybe I'll, ch- I don't know. Like, like, so they have a much better, they know what the customer wants and they will will make sure the customer has it. Uh, And I think the internet has helped that. So that's a good thing if you're using a travel agent, which is say, oh, that's it takes the pressure out. And, And we had a thing on our last trip where we didn't use a travel agent, I guess because of some, whatever the rules are, they weren't in California, so we couldn't use them or something. But some of our family did use the travel agent, and she did a wonderful job. So I guess that's my tangent about uh, reservations. I'll probably think of some more. But I guess to me, it's just frustrating because if you wake up in the morning, or even if you get there and you say, well, Wednesday, oh, you you could come over and see me Wednesday. Let's uh, eat at this restaurant. Uh, Even in San Francisco, which has even a Michelin star restaurant, unless it's like a holiday, I think there's still a chance you could get into it, except for the ones, you know, like a French laundry or something, you know, you're not going to get in there or Chez Panisse. But, you know, like other places you say, okay, like, let me see if what they have open. Or you call them, you say, hey, I got a, and they say, well, I don't know. You say, okay, well, it'd be great if you could fit us in. Like it's, uh, You know, it's the 50th uh, something or other. They just won an award. Most boring podcaster on planet Earth. Hello, are you there? They said, oh, I thought you were kidding. No, no, no. Uh, Can you? No, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'll call the other place then. So you can't... Oh, that's the other thing at Disney. You can't call anybody. Like, you can only call the Central Off Reservations thing. So... That's one of the things I've talked about. They remove, they've, this has been something they've done for a long time, but they remove a lot of, uh, they, uh, they put the decision making not in the hands of the person delivering the service all the time. So, and you say, Ray, what's the solution? And I'd say, well, I mean, I would say that, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it sounds like it's a tough solution to solve. Uh, so I don't know the answer. I mean, I guess you can't just give people a phone number of the restaurant because then you'd have to have someone in charge. And I don't know how any of that works if each restaurant has its own manager, but they probably have the hands full anyway. I mean, I could tell you one thing, pay people a lot more money. Uh, but uh, maybe if you're paying a manager, what I don't know what they get paid. So I'm, I'm assuming, so I apologize. But I say if you're paying someone... You know, what a manager at a, a bigger restaurant, even, you know, even like it was similar, if you were paying competitive to have a manager that managed that restaurant, that was a salary position and an assistant manager, I think then you could have a phone number or, or a, like a little bit more flexibility. You could still have the overlord control or whatever, like uh, the overmind but you could also have I don't know. So that's my two cents, I guess. But that was about fifty-five cents. Okay. So, uh, why is that important? Well, would be one of the reasons this important is. I saw we ate at eleven fifty a.m. And I'm gonna go into I called Scooter in because what I'm gonna do is pause it in a second. I'm gonna look up. Uh, in, in, I'm gonna look up in his email uh something. So I'll be right back. Okay, so we have Scooter's email here. This may take a little uh uh thing. Three eighteen. Okay, so this is the first one I found was from uh this is not the one we ate at, uh but Scooter did make a reservation for him and his daughter for dinner in twenty eighteen, April fourth. Uh, it's, I, oh no, the, the scooter was trying to find one. This was available, but I don't think he was able to book it. Uh, cause you have to, so there's the touring plans that I talk about. Uh, the website that, uh, Lentester runs, right? Touringplans.com. And I think you have to be a subscriber. I'm not sure if it's free, but we, we pay and you could use the reservation finder. And so scooter was using it. He was looking for a reservation on April 4th for dinner for a party of two, him and his daughter. And you put that in and it searches it for you. And it came back on March 30th, 2018. And it found one for April 4th, 2018 at 4 p.m. But if you didn't book it right away, it it went away. So I don't know if the scooter had booked that. So then we'll fast forward to... Scooter canceling a reservation. Oh, this was, uh, is this multiple cancellations, Scooter? Oh boy, this is one long email from Disney here. Oh yeah, there's multiple. So Scooter had canceled some reservations. He canceled a reservation for him and his daughter for Tuesday in April in 2019 for lunch at 11.15 a.m. for two guests. And. He canceled that one. What day did he cancel it on? February 7th. So this was pretty far ahead of time. He had gotten the reservation, but he had also canceled. I think what he did was try to change it, which we'll get into here. Wow, Scooter really was working ahead of time. He also uh, created a reservation for two guests. Uh, Is that a confirmation or a cancellation? Because I could be wrong. Oh, this is confirmed. So Scooter had made a reservation for two people at eleven fifteen a.m. for April second, twenty nineteen, and that's when we ate there. So this is interesting. Okay, so we're, we're we're learning. And then he also had made a reservation for him and his daughter for two, but we had a party of five. Is what I, you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't realize I would be with him. Uh, So this was also for two guests he made uh, for April 3rd for lunch at 12.50 p.m. at the San Angel Inn. So this was uh, February. So Scooter must have got up early because this was, uh, so February 7th, so March, April. So he was 60 days, a little bit like more than 60 days out. Okay, then we go to 327.19. He has an email here. And this was when he, and it says, so he was trying to find a new reservation for a party of five at the Sci-Fi dine Now, this was the touring plan's reservation finder. And it found a reservation for a party of five at April 2nd, 2019, at 2.20 p.m. for lunch, or 2.20 p.m. for lunch. Are you kidding me? And that was April 2nd, which was not, that was the day we ate there. Uh So I don't think he was, I don't know if he, I don't see a confirmation, but he may have tried to uh do that. That's 327. Okay, then we got 4-1 here. Then there's a reminder. What do we got here? Okay, this is a reminder. 4-1 reminder you you have a party or two a reservation for eleven fifteen for lunch, and that went out at four one okay, so I think here's what happened so here's what happened so scooter um was trying to find a reservation for his family and i he he had a reservation for two people, so what we did was a, re- a restaurant opens at eleven a m and Scooter said to all of us, his mom, his dad, and I, he said, listen, Sophie and I have a reservation for, for the two of us at 11, whatever, 11.15. 11. What if we go, maybe there's reasonable people working, at, you can't call the restaurant, but maybe we'll go there at 11, tell them our situation and see if they can accommodate us and be polite, you know. So we went there. And I remember waiting outside because we were waiting and they didn't even like it was like, uh, I don't know, like they literally opened the the doors at 11. And we went in to the little stand there and Scooter said, hi, you know, here's the thing. I got a reservation of two people, but I have three other lovely adults uh, with me. And I'm just wondering if we could sit all to you, if you could accommodate us. Uh, I realized, you know, it might not be possible. I think he really did something like that, like politely. And they said, okay, let me take a look. I'll get back to you there. And then they came back and they said, yeah, it'll be a little tight because we have these cars that you can sit in, a pretend cars. And, you know, can you fit, we'll try to fit all five of you in one car. And I we said okay, well we could do that. We'll we we're, we're friends, we are family, we'll make it work. And uh, they, they, they they she also said I only see four of you, ha ha. ha. And uh, Scooter said, don't worry, Ray's in the restroom; he'll be there. And he doesn't take up much, much space at all. So that that you know they, they may have only sat four of us, but there was five of us there for eating. And but we only got four meals uh, because. Uh, So so anyway, four two nineteen. We paid for our meal at eleven fifty a.m. So I'm assuming we got sat pretty quickly, and I want to say eleven ten. Maybe that was the time of the reservation. Eleven fifteen. I'm really surprised it went this fast. And you know, nobody's really in a hurry to eat at eleven in the morning. And I don't know what time the park opened. But if the park opened at 8 a.m., that is a good time to eat lunch because you go on some rides. Uh, Well, this was pre the genie thing. I'm sure it's different now. But back then, you could go on some rides. This was before Star Wars had opened, I believe. So you could go on the big rides, and then you say, okay, I've done most of the stuff in the park. Now it's very busy. Great time to have lunch at 11. All the lines are long. So why not have lunch? Uh, so, yeah, so that is one of the things. Okay, so we. So eventually they sat us down. Now you say, Ray, you've titillated me with this uh, sci-fi dine-in. Can you tell me more? And I say, oh, boy, can I? So this place is called the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater it's part of Disney Hollywood studios or whatever they call it. Disney studios. Now it used to be MGM studios. It's a, it once had real production and like a universal studios type tour and those kind of things. So about the magic of movies, the silver screen, Hollywood glam, Hollywood, 1939, all those things. And, uh, yeah, so it was exciting. Oh, so oh, so this so this restaurant is indoors. And someone, I don't know if it was when the park opened or after it opened, they said, "How about a restaurant where you're sitting indoors, you're eating dinner, uh, but it's like you're at a a drive-in movie?" Who, who what do you think of that? Uh, and someone had the vision to say, "Tell me more." And so they said, uh, okay, well, uh, here's what I'm picturing. Uh, you got a big movie screen. You got these cars that like, they look like 1950s cars, but they're actually seats with tables there. And you sit there like you're at a drive-in movie, but you're really eating in front of you, not out the side of the window or whatever. And you're watching a movie. And there's a backdrop, so it looks like it it, it looks like you're at you know. And they said, "Will there be people on roller skates?" They said, "Probably." Well, we'll check. Which ended up no, but they said, "Yeah, the whole feel like." uh," And they said, "Okay, let's do it." So from the outside, it looks very not. It has a nice sign with neon that says "Sci-Fi Dining Theater," and then there's a car out front. It's smaller than a regular car. But it kind of, so you could take, I think this was pre-selfie, but so people could say, oh, this is what we'll be eating at. Now, again, the frustrating thing for Ray is that they have the car there, they have a nice neon sign, and they think they probably have a billboard or something showing what it's like inside to entice you in. But there's no availability. And so... And I understand the unfairness of that. Like, if you're gonna book a reservation and you can't book it, then you don't want them to have extra inventory for walk-ups. But at the same time, it's like why not? Why have a why not? It be a speakeasy, sci-fi speakeasy restaurant then? Because if I can't walk up and go in there, you're tempting me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. but So we were lucky because we had this reservation. They accommodated us, Ray, right? Remember the positive. Bring a little sunshine to the... So, oh boy, was our server a piece of sunshine. According to this, his name was Tony. And I'm going to assume that Tony was who our server was. So Tony worked at the restaurant since the day it opened. And Tony was wonderful. Friendly, I think Tony was originally from New York, maybe even from the Bronx. So, Scooter's dad and I and him got along just fine. And it was just really amazing and reassuring to say you worked here the whole time this restaurant's been open. That means you could earn a reasonable living and you enjoy it. And whoever's managing this restaurant's doing a good job. Also, so they run one loop, I believe the loop is 30 minutes or something on the, on the, on the screen. And it looks like you're at a drive-in movie theater, but you know, sanitized, Disney style, you know, fancified. And the loop is kind of like a, like a bunch of old, uh, you know, movies that and in, in commercials. Uh, it's very fun. It's very fun. Now, Tony knew all the whole loop by heart. So every once in a while, Tony would recite it for us. And I don't have the menu. Maybe I could look that up later. And like I said, only four of us ate because, uh, you know, because I, I was only there to observe, uh, let's just say. And I think because Scooter had the reservation. Now, this is like, you know, for some families experience this, uh, Scooter said, well, since this is my reservation, I'm going to be paying for lunch. Uh, so he made sure going into it, he set that expectation with everybody. He said, Order what you want? I'll pay for lunch. Please respect my desire to pay. Like, sometimes parents have problem with that, and they try to get around it. But he said, please respect my desire to do that. Now, also, another nice thing about this for Scooter, and that Tony was like a A-plus server, he must have known looking at Scooter. They have, uh, and I mean, you couldn't have done this, so I'm surprised. I hope, Disney, if you're not listening to me, probably, but don't give up on this uh, soda fountain lifestyle. Because at this place, and I think they since have, there was a couple things. One, if you ordered a shake, they brought the shake and the, the metal shake tumbler. So, you could eat, you know, drink a lot of shake. Two, they had like you get a cherry coke or a vanilla coke or whatever uh, with the real syrup in there. So, that's cool. And then, um, then Scooter got enough refills, I think, to keep him happy. So, Scooter got a cherry coke. So, we're going to r- run through uh, the order. Now, so also. It was around the time of someone's birthday so they brought a birthday cake a birthday cupcake after after our meal and they even put a, I guess you got to order it uh, but it's a cost is zero celebrate cupcake that was one thing then a lemonade now this is in pre 2020 prices but uh I want you to go ahead and now we're not going to make a comment on it we're just uh, observing right now but go ahead and picture in your head if you're listening How much do you think a a fountain drink at a Disney park in 2019, I guess, is going to cost you? Because I was wrong. Even now, I'm laughing because I cannot believe it. But it was $4.29 for a a lemonade. They did do free refills. So I guess that's where Scooter gets... uh, Uh, a little bit he says if you're going to charge uh 429 or whatever they charge now you better keep those refills coming because that soda costs like whatever 11 cents okay so we had that uh then someone had a tofu lettuce wrap uh no 16 dollars i mean that's not i mean for that situation not unreasonable and then Scooter had a Coke, a cherry, and then it says cherry with cherry syrup. Uh, that was uh, for the same price. Oh no, four forty nine. Interesting. Hello. So lemonade. Maybe it's because of the syrup they charged twenty cents. It it was a one single charge. though, four forty nine versus four twenty nine. Then because Scooter was paying for it, he said, "Well, I'm going to have a steak." So he had a New York strip steak. It was thirty three dollars. Again in in, in well, even at a restaurant, I say, for a New York strip, you're going to pay probably between twenty six and well upwards of anything. So thirty three dollars in a steak at Disney is, uh, it's a safe bet. Like a burger, a steak. Uh, I don't even know what else would be like some sort of chicken tenders. If you, those are safe bets, you say, okay. Well, I know it's going to be hopefully, like I said, pretty good. And so that's what Scooter had. And then he had dessert, which we'll get to. Then someone else had a cheesesteak, $19, and a, a, a Diet Coke, 4 dollars Oh, so it is 20 cents for the, um, interesting. And then uh, somebody else had a lemonade and a turkey sandwich, uh, turkey sandwich with a salad. That was $16. Then we got a 10% discount. Then Scooter got a candy bar cookies and cream. And I don't know what this is. So maybe we'll take a look at the menu before we finish up here. And uh, that was a $9. And then the cupcake was free. And uh, yeah, so Scooter paid for that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on here. No. And like I said, it's a very nice restaurant. Uh... Let me bring up the internet here. We'll bring it up. We'll see what the current menu is. Sci-fi dine-in theater restaurant, Orlando. Got a couple things here. Oh, there's one on Wikipedia. So we'll bring up Wikipedia so that way we know. It says a theme restaurant, Disney Hollywood Studios, uh, established in 1991, modeled after 1950s drive-in theater, Uh, The booths uh, resemble convertibles of the period. And some servers act as car hops while wearing roller skates. So apparently there could be, there might be people with roller skates. And I think this was fun for Scooter's parents and I, you know, because the screen, a large projection screen with clips from 1950s and 1960s films, Plan 9, 50-foot person, and people meeting people. Established in nineteen ninety one, so that's uh when they uh so that's when they you know uh started. So Tony's been there since then. They call it dress code as casual. it serves traditional cuisine. Popcorn functions as an or hors d'oeuvre. I don't remember that. Uh and the oh the menu has themed names, so that'll be interesting. Uh we'll see that. Nineteen ninety one it opened with nineteen other new attractions. Uh uh by the following year the sci fi dining was serving upwards of twenty two hundred people daily, uh making it the park's most popular restaurant uh and it's received mixed reviews. Uh many reviewers rate it more highly for its atmosphere than its cuisine. Well this is a pretty extensive thing. It's on Commissary Lane across from Star Tours adjacent to ABC Commissary. And this was all open to celebrate Walt Disney World's 20th anniversary, and it was a strong theme along with the 50s Primetime Cafe, which had opened two years prior, and they hoped it would bring success, uh, like the 50s Primetime Cafe. And within weeks of opening, it was successful. It uh, equipped its servers with point-of-sale mobile devices that relayed orders to a printer in the kitchen, which was kind of like uh, keeping with science fiction theme. In 2003, there was other character meals. Uh, I don't know what that... That doesn't have anything to do with theme. We talked about uh, 1950s drive-in convertibles... Uh, The license plates are dated from 1955. It seats four people, though they were initially six-seaters. The six picnic tables that are used uh, only when the restaurant's full and people won't sit in the cars. Also, the restroom is a shared restroom. I remember this with the ABC commissary uh, because, you know, Scooter drank so much soda. Uh, Some servers wear roller skates. Others improvise characters. Interesting. We didn't notice any of that. Uh, the dining room is dark and air conditioned. Measures eighty four hundred square feet. Uh, ceilings oh, ceiling simulates a night sky, replete replete with twinkling stars made from optical fibers. There's a facade of a snack counter at the back of the room, which is behind the kitchen is behind it. The upper walls of the dining room display a cyclorama of Southern California seen over a fence. And you watch films. Oh, the loop is 47 minutes. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. Okay, uh, we're going to have to look up this thing. Meals are served uh, starting at 11 p.m., eleven a.m. or 10.30 on Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, it closes each day at the same time the park does. And, oh, yeah, we'll see what the uh, m- imitation. It's been imitated by companies now. Reception, you know, it, 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 we talked about that a little bit. I just got to find uh, notes, uh, references. Well, a lot of this is taken from. Uh, it's, it says uh, Bob Selingen one test. A lot of the quotes are from. Okay, so let's tr- track down a menu here is what we want. Uh, all this is 2022. This is all years Sci-fi dining theater 2020. Two lunch and dinner menu and prices, uh, and it was uh, updated October twenty twenty, 20 October twenty twenty one. It's not very mobile friendly, so let me move my phone around here. Okay, discounts available. Recent changes. Oh boy, Ray clicked on something there. Okay, uh, reader reviews on all these eighty two percent seven point four. You get ten percent off. Uh, that's what we got. Uh, okay, the first thing on the like that comes up is uh, some fiftieth anniversary celebration. Ten dollars, uh, lemon and fruity strawberry punch in a souvenir cup, and then there's a magical cocktail. Okay, here we go. Oh, so they don't have funny names anymore. But they do have, we didn't get these, but they have fried dill pickles. Those are good with horseradish or ranch, uh, $10. Chicken strips, like we said, you can't go wrong with that. These ones come with uh, your choice of spicy buffalo chipotle barbecue or Szechuan. And they come with uh, celery sticks and blue cheese. A wedge salad, $9. I hear that one is good. It's iceberg wedge, grape tomatoes. It calls it the sci-fi wedge salad. And maybe we'll find an old one. Balsamic glaze, blue cheese, bacon, and then crispy onion rings with horseradish sauce, $10. Oh, the wedge salad is 9 Oh, yeah, so they don't have any more funny titles. So you could get a regular burger, a blue, beef and blue burger. That was almost what Scooter got. Oven roasted turkey sandwich. That's what somebody at the table got. $17. Let me find our receipt here. Oh, so it went up by a dollar. Interesting. So, yeah, it's a dollar more. That's not too bad for Disney. A drive in burger. That's $21. Barbecue, brioche bun, barbecue, cheddar, onion ring, and a crispy fried banana pepper. A buffalo chicken salad, that's $16. A feature film burger, ask your car hop. A salmon burger, that's $23. Pan-seared chicken pasta, $24. Uh, Then you have plant-based. A cookie shake, uh, non-dairy milk and cookies, coconut whipped cream, $7. Island cake uh, with apple slaw and dill remoulade is $12. And an impossible burger, is $20, so with cashew mozzarella, garlic tomato aioli, nut-free pesto, lettuce and tomato. Uh, then you have a uh, 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 ice cream sundae, $8, uh, a warm glazed donut with cinnamon apples, vanilla bean ice cream, and caramel sauce. Now, that sounds good, too. That's $9. Then a house-made sci-fi candy bar. That's cookies and cream mousse, chocolate ganache, and chocolate sauce. So that's what they had. And Scooter said that was pretty good. Then they, had, they don't have a price on the drinks, but we know what that is. Milkshake, $7. Uh, character glowing punch with a souvenir cup, $8. The Meteor, Coca Sprite in a souvenir cup with a cloak cube. Uh, your Meteor is going to be, when you see the price, $7. Uh, Then they have cocktails. Let me just see if there's a f- way to find an old menu here. Not on this site, but let's see what we, what we can track down. Oh, they also have a children's lunch and dinner menu. Let's just take a look at that one. I didn't see those lettuce cups. Uh, chicken noodle soup, garden salad, mac and cheese. So this is your standard uh, Disney uh, children's menu. Okay, well, let's see what we can find here. Okay, this that's May twenty twenty one, May twenty 2020, twenty, April twenty twenty-one TripAdvisor Disney Blue Tourist blog. Twenty twenty let's see when this is from. Um sci fi diner. This is a pretty long review. Has a lot of pictures though. Normally we order, we got a shake, we got a burger. Fourteen ninety nine, dollars smoked turkey sandwich with avocado obviously uh okay they're talking about it uh they say check out beaches and cream i don't see a menu oh boy i caught the wrong button again this is your friend ray clicking the wrong buttons i'm trying to see they got a lot of pictures on this thing and uh just trying to see if any of these pictures are relate, are those, I think they're also ads. Uh, let me just see if I can find a menu here. Dining tips, restaurant reviews. So, okay. Let me just look one or two other places. Cause this is a nice, uh, we could find the old, uh, the old menu. It'd be, it'd be helpful, but, uh, I don't know. This is from touring plans, but that's old. Uh, Okay, I put old menu to see what comes up. Uh, that's still the original one from Disney. Okay, here's some pictures. Okay, so this will be good. We'll view all images here. Your friend Ray. You know, we got you got to stay inventive here. Okay, what do they got here? Uh, Flame Broiled. This is, must be the same one we just looked at because it's uh, all the names are the same. Ribeye. Oh, American picnic burger, Reuben. Oh, this is different for sure. Uh chicken wings, potato skins, uh artichoke dip, uh BLT soup. Oh boy. Flavored sodas, that's uh, so what with shrimp pasta, whole grain pasta, chuck burger, smoked turkey sandwich, vegetable burger, Reuben. I don't see any of these cups though. Like wh- I wonder when that was that uh This is exciting. I'm glad you're all here with me. That's uh, vino and craft, so we got to skip over that for scooter sanity. Desserts, warm glazed donut, sci-fi candy bar. Oh, they used to have an out-of-the-world turtle cheesecake, Heath Bar pecans, chocolate chips, caramel sauce, and whipped cream. And sugar-free brownie desserts. Let's see here. Is this how old is this one here? That's the fried pickles. So that's the same one. Drive-in barbecue burger. I thought there was a time like they we said that they had funny uh, names with stuff. Uh, shrimp and crab fondue, fried dill pickles, island cake, uh, chicken strips. So this is the same one here array search and this is why we get together correct we get together so we can find uh sci-fi appetizer sample okay this one uh buffalo wings spinach artichoke dip uh classic southern burger crispy onion rings oh this is yeah different sweet chili sauce uh they still have the sci-fi wedge salad and oh, now it's not letting me go to any more images eh What's going on here? Flame broiled steak, uh, penne pasta, crispy, oh here's one we ate there, crispy tofu lettuce wraps, uh, buffalo chicken salad, oven roasted turkey wrap, so that must have been when we, we had gone there, that's like a shrimp and crab fondue warm, glazed, allergy-friendly donuts uh, or the brownie or the hot fudge sundae. They didn't even have the ice cream bar on there. So I cannot for the life of me find when they used to have silly names, if they ever did. There's a picnic burger. Oh, they used to have St. Louis ribs, fried dill pickles. I would recommend that, even though I didn't have them there. You know that's always a good thing. So you know, I mean, you know, menus have to change. Ray understands that. Uh, so yeah, I guess that's a little bit. Of, you know, we 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 had a whole bag of stuff. We only found one thing. So today things worked out for everybody. Sleepy and as all well. picture yourself in a restaurant, a starry sky there. And your booth has expanded. Oh, is it comfortable? You can curl up. There's the sweet sounds of scooter sci-fi stories, rambling in the background. Maybe a, uh, like a small, comforting rolling sound uh, of, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, roller skates, but without them changing direction, you know, just uh, the sound uh, soothing you, some murmuring could it be a sci-fi movie or sci-fi scooter you're getting comfortable you're relaxed and you say oh ray brought me here right you know i didn't even have to worry about making a reservation because ray took me along and we enjoyed our dinner and i think everyone did enjoy the dinner i mean particularly they shared a moment i guess that's where they get you they say did you share a moment you remember you're going to remember that uh so that's why your course 449 scooter, and you enjoyed it. You did. You got those refills. So thank you, Tony. Thank you, everybody else out there. Good night.